1: mixed with chocolate
0: syrup.
2: Ooh, why not?
0: When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies
1: is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandy's shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth.
2: The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandy's shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.
0: When it comes to Podmeat's world, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago, And loving Hyundai.
1: The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5.
2: With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever. And as you
1: know, we are
2: tech heads.
0: The standard ultra fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250 plus kilowatt DC fast charger.
2: And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard.
1: Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ioniq 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select
2: states only. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers.
0: Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies
2: Hey, it's Will Friedle here. Now, before we get into the new episode of Pod Meets World, I have a major announcement. Yes, just in time for the 30th anniversary of Boy Meets World. We're on YouTube. That's right, you can now see our faces in action, which... I guess is a good and bad thing, but okay. So we're going to put up 20 episodes from season one, some of our favorites, so you can experience our looks of surprise, embarrassment, and pure joy with both your ears and your eye holes. So go to our YouTube channel, it's just Pod Meets World, to see the first few episodes and subscribe for all new releases and let me know what you think of my face.
0: have some news guys okay as you have heard dear listener we have talked a lot about april kelly and where is april kelly and what is the story of april kelly and i was able to track her down and she reached out to me i reached out to her she got back to me right away we had a a wonderful conversation and I asked her on behalf of will and writer and myself I asked her if she would be a guest on our pod and it didn't take her long to say no she,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: before
0: you got
1: out would you no, no. <laughs> yeah it
0: was pretty much like that she Is was there like any no. chance no oh. Uh, well, she's said, been
1: incredibly private, right? I mean, like, exactly as far right. as, I mean, yeah, she's basically left Hollywood. She moved away and... She moved yeah. away.
0: She has a she an totally career. separate career. I mean, she has an incredible yeah. Hollywood career. She's had multiple yeah. incredible careers. Yeah. Um, and she, she, yeah, she's overall just kind of an incredible, fascinating person. And she said she just doesn't want to dip her toe back into this world. And it had nothing to do with our dear listeners. It had nothing to do with the three of us. Um, she just wasn't interested but what she was interested in doing was writing me a letter that I could read on the podcast so that her her voice and her words um, had a place but that they she just wasn't going to appear on the podcast so without further ado here is a pod meets world letter from April Kelly Greetings to all you Pod Meets World listeners. I bet some of you think acting on a TV show must be the sweetest gig on earth, especially for a kid. Let me give you a sobering dose of reality. It is actual (laughs) work, taking up maybe 40 hours of your week, and you still have to go to school. Every show with underage actors must have two adults on set tasked with ensuring the safety and welfare of those mini tornadoes in human form. (laughs) One is the welfare worker who makes sure nobody like me slaps someone upside the head. And the other is the teacher who keeps their studies on par with regular school so they will not be too far behind their peers when the show is canceled or goes on hiatus. So you have a full-time job. You have all that study and homework. And on top of that, you are dealing with the unique issues that come with working on any show. What kind of issues, you ask? For starters, in order to play Topanga with those Botticelli curls we producers decided would be so freaking cool, Danielle had to arrive several hours earlier than the rest of the cast so her mom and a hairdresser could turn her long, beautiful hair into the 10,628 individual tendrils that created the character's (laughs) iconic look.
1: She's a great writer.
0: Maybe it wasn't exactly 10,628, but trust me, it was a bunch. How long do you think you could sit still and be tortured like that? Or how about Will? He was only 17 when we lured him from New York to LA to play Corey's big brother, Eric. His parents were back East and he didn't know anybody on the West Coast but his own older brother. Can you imagine being that isolated as a teenager? (laughs) Especially starting a new job surrounded by a bunch of complete strangers and really wanting to impress them enough to get your career going? As Ryder went through the normal puberty-fueled brooding and angst, he simultaneously <laughs> appeared to wrestle with the very concept of being an actor. Oh, At my man, request, he knew. knew. Oh. At my request, his teacher occasionally slipped me one of his essays or other written assignments, and it was obvious, even back then, that playing best friend Sean would only be the precursor of tapping into skills he would feel more comfortable with, like writing and directing. Wow. With all that personal challenge, long work weeks, and keeping up with school assignments, those three child actors never once let their personal stress leak through into their performances. Topanga was ever the girl whose insight and wisdom came wrapped in endearing daffiness. Eric's impish smile and hilarious shallowness never undermined his position as protector of his younger siblings, and Sean remained the supportive and steadfast friend each of us wishes we had, even in the face of the character's struggles with a family situation that was not always healthy. Their unflagging professionalism sharply contrasted with the childish antics, ridiculous demands, and surly attitudes I had run across with adult actors throughout my career. (laughs) Because they always behaved with consummate professionalism, it was easy for me to forget sometimes that they were children, which is why I was so delighted that first October when the wardrobe mistress called me at home to tell me the entire cast of kids intended to show up in Halloween costumes the next morning. I remember scrambling to find a photographer to capture their spooky finery and paying for it myself as the studio and network had no interest in spending their own money to memorialize the event. In my long career of writing and producing situation comedies, one-hour dramas, TV movies, and miniseries, those photos where I posed with the cast in my four-foot-long flowered clown tie (laughs) and my high-heeled sneakers represent the one and only time I ever intentionally had my picture taken with any actor." Ugly studio politics swirling far outside the notice of the young cast precluded my returning to the show I created for a second year. But I knew, quote, my kids, unquote, would be in good hands with director David Trainer, also a consummate professional and the perfect man to protect them from the worst of the disgusting behavior and dismissive attitude displayed by a certain other jerk who shall remain nameless. Even though I spent only one season on Boy Meets World, I have always kept happy memories of that time. And I have the pictures to prove it. Wow. So there you go.
1: That got me emotional. <laughs> me
2: too.
0: <laughs> There's our uh, our letter from April Kelly.
2: What a lost voice yeah. in that
1: room. It's intense that she was so aware <laughs> of, of who we were mm-hmm. and um, what our experience was like. Because... Yeah, I mean, we we barely were aware. <laughs> yeah, like I look back and I'm like, what was happening? Um, so it's so nice that um, you know, yeah, and she was there for us. Uh,
2: listeners, you should Google her and see yeah. what she's done. The career this woman has had,
0: I mean, quite and the a career. Impact
2: on television that this woman has had. Yeah, uh, it's phenomenal. It really she writes
0: books now too, by the way. You guys can find her books. Yeah, Um, mysteries, right? (laughs) Mysteries, yeah. Yeah. She can
2: write. I mean, she she can she... she can blow doors off. I mean, it's insane. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure you can tell from that letter, but um, check out her books and, and Google her and see some of the people she's worked with and shows she's created and helped run. And I mean, so much too, as we've learned doing the show, um, is as how many things go uncredited. You know, how many jobs yeah. people get because they come in and are asked to fix something somebody else did. But depending on how much they fixed it, that may never even, your name never even gets credited. You're just kind of discarded and the original person gets all the credit. And so there's a ton of things, you know, that I'm sure she wasn't even credited for but the things she's she is credited for are, are mind blowing. So anyway, um I I I sincerely wish she was willing to be a guest on the podcast because yeah. I would love for you all Me to too. hear her voice in her own voice. Um but with that said, I 100% understand why she does not want to do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Me We've too. also said from the beginning that we don't ever want anybody to come on here and be uncomfortable. That 100%. Is yep. the, the, the last thing we're looking for yep. is trying to have anybody come out here and be even slightly uncomfortable about talking about anything. And yeah. so, uh, you know. Again, she if she e- even has that moment of hesitation, then it's like, then yeah. it's not worth it. It's just I know. I want mean, you to feel that way, you know. We
0: also asked Lily if Lily was interested in coming on and and Lily very politely declined, and I wrote her a second time, uh, telling her how much we'd love to have her on, and she declined a second time, and I said, "I totally get it. I will no longer bug you." just so you know you have a mm, an open door. open door policy if you yeah. ever change your mind we would love to have you on um and so yeah for you know we've we've discussed it there's um there's a lot of uh good and and hard that comes with talking this openly and and looking at your experiences and looking at yourself in this way um and i understand why people don't want to do it 100% sure. so yeah i get it and as always, like I said, Lily, open door policy, yeah. Ben, open door policy, April, open door policy, um, if they change their minds, yeah. we'd love to have them. As a podcast focus on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we
1: didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air.
2: (laughs) That is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore.
0: Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right
1: around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college
2: graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history.
0: The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered.
2: Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals.
1: I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box, and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media, and I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold.
0: Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized, and being able to hear his parents' voices again has
1: been a real gift.
2: So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories.
1: Go to LegacyBox.com world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale
2: ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly.
0: That's LegacyBox.com world. Summer is steadily approaching, and you know what that means.
2: Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation.
1: Okay, maybe. Being thirsty?
0: Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations.
2: With your shirt on.
0: Yes, with
1: your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated.
2: And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick.
1: It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America.
0: You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water, and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good.
2: It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run.
1: And you can travel with liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more.
0: One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss.
2: Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your
1: first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout.
0: That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere.
1: Deadlines at work. Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic. The world is ending.
2: That's a big jump there, Ryder. Oh, sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandys.
0: Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Mm, not with this hair.
2: Play guitar with her father, Jedediah?
0: Depends on which Jedidiah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients.
2: And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth.
0: God bless those little
1: Keebler Elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going.
2: So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.
0: Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya.
2: They're real. I've seen them.
0: All right. Well, call us gluttons for punishment. Uh, No break. We talked about it. Should we take a break between season one and season two? Or should we just keep going? And you know what? We love each other, we love the show, and we love you guys so much. We decided, who needs a break? We'll sleep when we're dead. Sweet, sweet sleep.
2: It's the sweet, sweet sleep of death. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to meantime? change my vote. Is it too late to change my vote?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too late, Well, Fair enough. I was thinking about it before we jump into season two, do you guys remember the hiatus, the summer hiatus between season one and season two, and what you did and and all that? Do you remember also when you heard that the show was picked up? Did we know when season, like how far after season one ended, we did we know?
1: That's an interesting question. I kind of, I I don't remember. I, I it, it did. It, now it seems inevitable that we would be picked up. So, but at the time, like uh, we've talked about when we were filming the last episode. There was the sense that it could be the end. So yeah, we it wasn't didn't know, for right? sure, but I know what our ratings were good. I think we were pretty confident. I think there was there was a sense that it could end, you know, there was there was, was no guarantee. Um also maybe I felt that way because we knew people could get fired at any moment. Uh but certainly like I I like there was a sense I remember there was a sense of we were getting 24 share on some episodes, which was a big wow. deal. Yeah. And I remember Explain there was a sense that we were a hit. So I actually don't even know if I can explain it perfectly. 24 people
2: were watching the show. 24, which is
1: incredible. Yeah. So ratings used to work, and the Nielsen ratings used to work. I mean, I, I'm assuming they still do, but no one really cares about them anymore, as uh, in the same way. But it used to work that you would have a share of the audience, um, mm-hmm. or it, and I don't know how it worked out. Was it a percentage? Was it actually 24 million people? I think it's 24
0: I, million. If I'm correct, it, I think I a okay. share meant mil- a million. Yeah,
1: I think, I think I think I'm not sure if that's like like actually actually the mm-hmm. way it worked, but there was a shorthand that if you got a 24 share, that meant like 23 million or 24 million people were watching the show. Right. and that was like our bit and it was Cory's Alternative Friends was our first episode to reach that And then we continued to hit that number on a somewhat regular basis throughout the first season, which meant that we were a hit, that we were enough to stay on the air. Nowadays, that would be like the biggest television show in history of all time, because I'm, yeah, by the time, I mean, when we were getting, when we got canceled in our seventh season, we were still getting like 20 share or whatever. And like only a few years later, that would have been the number one show on television. So I
2: I don't mean to interrupt and this might make it more confusing, but it says, in TV media planning, a share refers to the percentage of households that is exposed to an advertisement measured against the total number of households who are watching television at that specific time. Right. Which I guess so would I, be
1: like 24% of people. Yes, that's the way. I, yeah, I think that's that, that's what it means. But it basically means that, that, that your show is worth money. To right. the network yeah. because that means that means that they're able to turn to advertisers and say we're getting this these kinds of numbers do you want to advertise on this show and so for a show like ours that's everything cuz that's the network yes. then decides to keep you around um yeah so i don't i don't know i just yeah so i i didn't remember this correctly i had thought between second and third season i went off and did an abc movie of the week but i actually did it between first and second season really I, yeah i did which is crazy like you know, there were I, I in Will. You ended up doing multiple versions of these, but you know, back then they would just like cast you in a TV show if you were on like yeah. a, on a B or in a movie. So ABC did movies of the week, and they just gave me a job, I guess, yeah, as an indication of like how well Boy Meets World was doing, and and that I was getting sort of acknowledged as a as an actor on this show, and like not no longer just the two line best friend. They just offered me the starring role in this ABC movie of the week uh, called Summertime Switch. And so I went Ooh. off to Jacksonville, Florida for at least three weeks. It was, um, it was an amazing cast actually. Uh, so it was Jason Weaver, who had been, um, the singing voice of Simba, young Simba. Uh, oh, he was cool. an amazing singer and dancer, uh, and actor. He was, um, he was also in the Jackson Five movie that had been come out around that time, like maybe a year or two before they did a television movie about the Jackson Five. So he was this incredibly talented actor. And we played two, guys who go to the wrong summer camp. Like we have the same name and I'm like the preppy guy and he's like the criminal kid. And we I end up at the prison summer camp and he ends up at like the rich kid summer camp. And so I actually didn't get to work with Jason all that much because we were on opposite scenes all the time. But it also had Soleil Moon in it. It had David Tom, if you guys remember David Tom. Yes, sure. Patrick Renna and one of the Sandlot guys was in it. We Geez. hung out with him a lot. So it was a really fun cast. It was just basically like it was basically like summer camp in, in Jacksonville, Florida. But, like I remember, I did my first time doing karaoke out there, um, and like none of us really cared about the movie. We, were, <laughs> like, <laughs> it, I you know I, I think I'm horrible in this film. I had to play basketball, which I think I talked about on this show was wow. like, the we biggest all know disaster. That's I like, oh, basketball. <laughs> yeah, but this also explains why my hair is so short coming back into season two because they, they they gave me like a uh-huh. super short preppy haircut, and I'm like you know it, it, I I don't know so, you know some people have reached out to me and said that they love this movie. I refuse it's a to watch it. Favorite oh. God. God, it's so. I, maybe it's amazing. I'm not going to watch it though. I'm so embarrassed by it. You're not going um, you to do the
2: rewatch of Summertime Switch podcasts? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no,
0: no, but why writer? It, 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 similarly to the way you look like a child in Boy Meets World, you would look like a child in this movie. And so it's not going to be like self conscious because it looks like a you as a grown man on screen. Why would you not watch it?
1: I think I'm b- very bad in it. I remember having struggles with the director. I remember the director. Uh, wanting me to be funnier and pushing me into, you know, what was probably required, which was to be an over-the-top, funny character. And I didn't want to be that actor. Like, I mm. didn't enjoy that kind of acting. Like, I was not interested. Right. Like, I remember him specifically being like, be more like Jim Carrey. You know how Jim Carrey do- – and, like, oh my God. I He's am not weird. that guy. Like, And I, at the time, I – Didn't like that. Like, I didn't want, you know, of course, I wanted to be a, a serious actor. I wanted to be a real actor. I came from theater. Boy Meets World was not really my style, like doing, you know, so I just suddenly found myself being plugged into this over the top comedy, which I'm sure is fine. It just wasn't me, you know, and so I was very uncomfortable the entire time with the actual acting. And so when I look back on it, I just feel uncomfortable. And the, and like when I've seen screenshots, I just, it makes my skin crawl (laughs) as an experience. It was super fun off camera. Like it, Mm -hmm. we were all staying in the same hotel, you know, it was all a bunch of kids and our parents and we would just play games and hang out. And, um, it was so like it was a good experience as far as the you know the friendships that I forged and, and the relationships we had off camera, but on camera I was I was really uncomfortable and unhappy, which you know mm. just happens. I um,
0: challenge you to doing a summertime switch rewatch mm. this season with Indy uh, as a special episode.
2: Aww. We can
0: we can rewatch it and and talk about it. You can say no, but I'm just throwing it out there All with right. love. It would be a sa- it's a safe space, yeah. and then we can do my date with the president's daughter.
1: There you go. Yeah, but Will is actually great in that, if I remember. I am. I'm phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. No, (laughs) See, that's the thing. Will was always so, you just always loved acting. Like, you were always so comfortable in your skin, and you knew exactly what you were doing and who you were, and and you were doing exactly what you, like, grew up wanting to do. You know, for me, I was always like, why am I here? What is happening? And I just always felt, you know, out of place. My note was
2: always, less Jim Carrey. Less like Jim Carrey. (laughs) So uh <laughs> yeah. interesting. well
0: what did you do during that summer hiatus?
2: This was in some ways a f- a wonderful hiatus for me and in some ways a very horrible hiatus for me. Mm. So I was living in Los Angeles. I had you know was starting my life as an adult. And then I had to go back and graduate high school and high school was not Mm. a good time for me. Um, I did not, you know, I was not treated real well in high school. I didn't have a close group of friends. Um, You know, I wasn't going to any of the parties and that stuff. And then I came back and from being on television, I was now one of the popular guys and and they had rewritten history to where all the times I was not invited to parties, all of a sudden I was there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they'd start saying things like, remember that party? And I'd be like, no, I wasn't there. They're like, yeah, you were. Yeah, no, we hung out that like all of a sudden I was rewritten into this history where every Friday night I was home with my parents. Right. But now I everyone was wanted at, to brag about being your friend. So now I know that guy. On He's cool on TV. Parties. We were yeah, we, we, we to our high yeah. school. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it was so the, the, the first That's three funny. months leaving the show was tough because it was like I just wanted to get through school. By that point, I was just over. Right, because our season would end in
0: March, and so we would still have like most of March, April, May, and then however long into June of being back Mm -hmm. at school.
2: So I had like three and a half months of school, and I was just over it. I wanted to just get out, and and then so once once I graduated, it was great because then I went and did um, an awesome show on Nickelodeon. I did an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, Mm. which is a super cool show and has become like a cult hit. And uh, I got to play a character. We were up in we shot it up in Montreal. And I got to play a character who's walking home through these thick woods. You would have loved it, Ryder, like this. He this. was a Revolutionary War thing. And right? it turns out, yeah, it turns out that he runs into a, 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 a character, an old I Revolutionary War soldier. I think we watched it one time at your house because I, I yeah, asked okay, you about yeah. this. Yeah, and you played me with some
1: clips from it. Yeah. A ton
2: of fun. And my one cool friend from high school who I literally talked to last night, who I'm still really good friends with, um, was an extra. And he was the guy mm. who he always looked like he was 40 when when we were in high school so sitting right behind me is the, is a guy we're supposed to be like freshman high school and it looks like it's like a full so beard
1: he came up to visit you when you were in montreal he shooting? was
2: my he i was not yet 18 so i think he was like my legal guardian Cause he was 18 and a half or something like that. Uh, So we drove up, we got into my car. He and I would always take road trips. We've driven across the country a bunch of times. What's up, Google shout out. Um, and he would, so we drove up to Montreal from Connecticut. It was like a six hour drive and we went and checked everything out and hung out in Montreal and I got to shoot. Montreal's the best, man. It's the best best city. And I got to shoot for like, it was like two weeks and we just had, it was just fun. So it was, it was the tale of two. two, Yeah. two hiatuses for me where it started really bad and ended really great. Mm -hmm. And I like Ryder, I honestly can't remember finding out when the show was picked up. Mm -hmm. I I have no memory of actually, I don't know if I got a call or we were all, I mean, there wasn't an email chain or anything like that at the time. So I imagine you get a call from your agent, right? Going, Hey, they picked you up for another season, but I, I have no memory of it whatsoever.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I have no memory of that. I also have no memory of the summer. But I also like just went back to normal school. And then we probably went to Hawaii. My family went to Hawaii every year. So that's where I came back with that stellar tan and the natural blonde highlights. (laughs) And now you hate it.
2: And now you hate the beach. I don't you hate, hate the, the sun. beach. You hate the I don't sun. want to be in the
0: sun, but I do I love. The the, I do love the beach. You need but like I, yeah. a
1: parasol on the beach. Nice. Correct. That is nice. what I
0: do. If, if I go to a, a tropical place, I'm under a cabana. Yep. Um nice. But yeah, I have no fun summer stories.
2: Did you? You didn't <laughs> shoot anything or anything in between? I or? never
0: once shot anything in between. I never once Ever? did another project. No.
2: By wow. choice.
0: Mostly by choice. I wanted to go back to, I was such a regular school kid. I wanted Mm. to go back to regular school so bad. I loved the, the flip of just being able to be with my high school friends and the Mm -hmm. high school boys and the, you know, the normal high school experience. I wanted to do that. And, um, I also don't think... I think I was also like, I'm not going to audition. I work all throughout the year. I don't want to audition for stuff. And I don't think I was being offered anything. I don't think I turned down an offer, but maybe I did. But no, I I have such boring hiatus stories. So I'm (laughs) going to just...
2: Want to make one like
0: up? Yours. I'll I'll think about it. Maybe yeah. I'll make one up for between season three and season four. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. really exciting. Some kind of a car chase. All of yeah. a sudden, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's
2: there's some kind of saving a kid from a fire or something. You can. Yeah, figure. that's
0: a good idea. Uh, okay, yeah, well uh, we'll workshop that. Okay. I like it. Well, welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm
1: Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong, and I'm Will Friedle.
0: It's 2024, and stress is already everywhere.
1: Deadlines at work! Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic! The world is ending!
2: That's a big jump there, Ryder. Oh, sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandys.
0: Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Mm, not with this hair.
2: Play guitar with her father, Jedediah?
0: Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients.
2: And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth.
0: God bless those little Keebler
1: Elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going.
2: So the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.
1: Tell the Elves Pod meets World sent ya.
2: And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma.
0: Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off.
1: That's B-O-U-Q-S dot promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD.
0: When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai.
2: If we could, we would take Hyundai to
0: prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever.
2: Say teched-out again.
0: Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose.
2: Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV.
1: The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger.
2: So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia.
0: And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside
1: and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. Okay, so season two, episode one, Back to School. It originally aired September 23rd, 1994. The synopsis is Corey and Sean don't exactly enjoy their first day of high school when they face a new teacher, a bully, and a face from the past. It was directed by David Trainer, written by David Kendall. His first episode on Boy Meets World.
2: So many changes. So many changes for season two.
0: We have a lot of guest stars. So many guest stars. We have... Anthony Tyler Quinn, who was listed as a guest star,
2: really? I think he was a regular by this I point. Thought he was a regular. I thought, I thought he started as a regular.
1: He, yeah, maybe hmm. not. Maybe they'll have to
0: double check. I think he was as listed a as a guest
1: run. star.
2: Interesting.
0: So, Anthony Tyler Quinn, we know him affectionately as Tony Quinn. He played Tony. Mr. Turner. Danny McNulty, Harley Kiner. Kevin West was Mr. Stimpleton. Lorna Scott was the nurse. Blake Soper, Joey the Rat. Ethan Suplee, Frankie Stacchino, Marguerite Moreau was Gail, the long-haired brunette, and Jeremy Wyand was Alvin. And I think he is the person at the opening of the show who doesn't have a shirt on, says that the seniors stole his shirt.
2: No, Alvin... Was, he was one on. of did the, you two, already say, the two quote-unquote nerds, yeah. wasn't he?
1: And did you say the other nerd, which is Kaplan? What's his name? The
0: nerds uh-huh. were Jonathan Charles Kaplan. Jonathan, he was yeah. Herbert. And I here's... Understand.
1: Yeah, he Here. worked. He took over for me from the graduate uh, when we did. The, oh, really? When I did the tour oh. for the graduate play, yeah, he took over for me. Uh, so I met him years later, even when we were in our twenties.
0: But the other nerd, Lucas Jackson. Guess mm. what that nerd's name was?
1: What? What? Lemke. No. <sighs> yeah. Really? So they just recycled. They recycled the name and just gave yep. him the last name. Come, Stewart. On. Well, if you think, I mean, you know, you, you didn't work the first time. Why would anybody know? So you just pull out the, the That's same.
2: kind of uncool, though.
1: I agree. Mostly
0: because my very first thought, and we're not even in the recap yet. But Why couldn't in... this
2: should be Minkus?
0: Yes! They start off the scene in the school with two. With that
1: two nerds. I know.
2: I know. It's, it's, it, that.
0: It was, super yeah, super it was infuriating.
2: Pissed me off. I know it was infuriating.
0: And then to find out in looking it up, Lemke. I honestly was a little insulted.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: so yeah. So Jeremy Wyand was an Alvin was not one of those two nerd characters, Herbert so he and Lemke. Been, you know, so I think he was. I think he's. I think he Alvin seniors.
2: The seniors is the senior
0: seniors. Um, and then this was actually my first normal credit on the show. I wasn't listed as a guest.
2: Hey, welcome to the show, Danielle. So season, but you I weren't would, being paid as a regular.
0: I my mom swears that I was, so I don't know. Okay, I, the mystery Uh-oh. continues. I need to talk. We need to talk to Judy Savage. Um, and now, yeah, we yeah, you were listed
1: in the credits as part of the cast, then yeah. you must have. Been. You were regular. You were you were you must have been guaranteed thirteen out of twenty. Exactly, or that's I think that's what, what it was. Been.
0: I was regular, yeah. but I was only guaranteed thirteen or maybe even seventeen out of twenty one. But I think right. it was thirteen for the first yeah. for the second season. And we've got a new, I guess, short and cool. Cartoon opening, no credits, really, just new theme music and a and a cartoony dude. Wait, I remember this
1: being discussed. Do you guys remember this discussion kind of. about the? Like, I, I don't know. I remember Michael pitching us this during note session. We're not going to have opening credits. We're just going to have a cool cartoon. Yeah, and it's it, it was kind of like a. I think maybe it was a new idea, or maybe just a trendier th- thing that was. You know, it was like an evolution in television shows. They were moving away from that sort of eighties. Sitcom opening credits, opening, right? You know, but it's also you get more time to do. You your get show. way more time for writing, yeah. which is why obviously the writers loved it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think it was a relatively new idea at the time. Um, and then of course we ended up going back to opening credits. Yeah. Sequence yeah. in the near the end. But I miss them. Yeah. I wonder where. Did you really Michael... miss them? I did. I, I love, didn't want I... the.
0: F- I didn't care whether or not it was the first one, but I kind of missed having opening
1: credits. Hmm. I think it's great for actors to be. Ind- individualized too like I yeah. like seeing an actor's face with their name I think that's really part of the reason you know like people know my name <laughs> right. know, like people know that no you know any anything to say like this is a performance this is a right. person beyond this character I think is respectful for actors like yeah. to, 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 be, uh, to be identified that way I know it it breaks the fourth wall and it can kind of make it it can get easily get hokey but as far as like what actors bring and 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 recognizing actors as individuals, and not just part of an ensemble but individuals, I, I really like opening credits for that. Uh, I but do I don't too. like them creatively, as you know, as far as breaking the fourth wall experience.
2: Like I I, I, like. I disagree. I like to get I like more show. I want to have more yep. show. It's like here's the show we got. Great. This is the title of it. Let's move on. Right. <laughs>
1: and I guess <laughs> nowadays it doesn't matter as much because you can always look up actors on the internet, yeah. right? right? You can right, easily yeah. be like, who's the person who plays blah blah blah. But back then, the only way anybody ever knew like that Ryder Strong wasn't the guy who was the cool teacher, but the kid, you yeah. know, right? it was because of those opening credits under our faces. Like, yeah. it was a really respectful sort of, like, yeah. showcase of this person is this character. Um, I just
2: never cared about that stuff. I was one of those guys, like, it was like, well, you're fourth on the call sheet or third on the call. So, it, for people out there who don't know, you get a call sheet kind of every week telling you, you know, when you have to come into the set, who's going to be there that day, and the... Ne- the where you're listed on the call sheet is usually where you're credited well, and in the our show.
1: in ours, it was a script, right? I and mean, we yeah, didn't yeah. really have a call sheet. It was our scripts. Right. That and so I just didn't,
2: I, it was, I had agents that were like, well, do you want us to fight so you can be, I was like, I don't care where I'm listed. I yeah. do not care at all about that stuff. I will let my performance speak for itself. And I don't care where you have me on the list of people. I've just always been totally. that way. Yeah, so really. I I'd like, I get, want to get to the show. Plus, but you know. Again, going back to shows like MASH and Cheers and stuff like that, I would rather have seen a longer episode of those shows than see the same title over opening and over credits, and over again. Yeah. Um, so well, yeah, that's, yeah, I again, think it's, it's, a it's, lost,
1: it's, it's lost its value for that because everyone can be looked up online yeah. and it doesn't matter as much. Right. But now there is also a value in, you know, you think about the Game of Thrones opening credits. Like, there's so much heavy lifting being done as sure. far as, like, explaining the world and yep. mapping it out for people yep. and, like, giving you a sense of... You know, and I also think that there's there's become this huge movement. I mean, basically post uh the seven opening credits, um, that this idea of like stylistically establishing the tone through mm. the opening credits, you know, like that's like basically now you can't have an HBO show without like creepy piano music and like an amazingly shot opening credit sequence right. that sets the tone for the entire
2: show. Like well, yeah, they really start to expand bonds, the world. It? Didn't that really start with James Bond? The James Bond movies where it was like that was the big thing was what who was going to sing the opening song, what the opening title credit was going to be. That was like a character of the movie was was that kind of stuff. But right.
0: Well, let's jump into our recap. We start in the Matthews kitchen, and boy, oh, boy, is it pretty obvious right off the top that a lot of growing up has happened for everybody. Yeah. Alan yells for Corey. Rusty is a fresh new cut, saying he's going to be late for his first day of high school, and Amy says, oh, he's probably nervous. Corey comes down, and Morgan says, go back to camp,
1: loser. Morgan, his age... 10 years old, yeah, she, she, and she's all <laughs> hipped out in her blossom hat. Yes, yep. her clothing Core, is like very stylized in a completely new direction. I was like, Oh, yeah. okay.
0: Ben looks like he's grown two to three inches.
1: Yep, he's he's he grown- was freaking out. Really, he's really? like, He looks different, he looks different, he looks totally different. He was like, yeah. could not stop saying it. I Was like, Yeah, that's what happens when you grow. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah the difference apparently
0: between him at 12 and 13 was. Quite a lot. Corey is actually in a good mood. He's not nervous for his first day of high school at all. He knows his role and he is excited. He says all summer he bugged Eric and he took notes about what he heard. He needs to be friends with Harley Kiner, the most feared and influential senior at school. He will protect him. Alan and Amy say he doesn't need to reinvent himself for high school and no one has a plan like that. He's the only person with a plan. And then Sean walks in saying he lost his copy of the
1: plan and
0: he's wearing fake sideburns the
1: sideburns haunt me yeah Indy was like what are those things what happened why do you have hair and i was like it's they're fake don't worry about it um yeah, yeah. it felt like a a bit that yeah
0: didn't really land but really had a long run
1: well it just it, i'm wearing them for the next you know, I know. The first two scenes yeah i know and it's so well, weird because i've seen you know people have like pulled screen grabs from this or shown and and people think like, oh, those are actual sideburns because they they look realistic enough. They should have gone faker, I feel like, you know, it should have been more obvious that Uh, they
2: were fake. And you notice that Rusty the entire time is doing the actor pushes food around with his spoon thing.
0: Well, I would like to discuss this, actually. What on earth is he eating?
2: Is it breakfast soup? (laughs) <laughs> is it cereal? What is that? Cuz then he eats it when he comes down. Well, he takes the bowl from yeah. from Rusty. So, we don't know what And then. you eat like a champ
1: and you're I know. you're like was it cream what, what of wheat?
2: Hmm. I couldn't, I have no yeah, idea what it be was. It cream of wheat. That's what I it was. But it was yellow.
0: Like, it looked like cheddar broccoli <laughs> soup or something. And I was he's like, just what? pushing <laughs> it
2: around. That's probably why he's pushing it around because it looks really well, unappetizing. He's,
0: no, he's probably pushing it around because he knows you're going to take it and eat it. So he wasn't going to contaminate your soup with his germs.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe. I don't so Eric comes downstairs.
0: <laughs> Eric comes downstairs and hands Cory a contract. Still not like you, you don't think?
2: <laughs> no, he's starting to get there now. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs>
0: he's starting to turn the corner.
2: Starting to get there, yeah.
0: Eric comes downstairs and hands Cory a contract to not contact him during school hours. He is only to refer to him as Eric the great one on campus. Uh I loved uh, Will, how you knew what all the words of the contract were yep, and so you were like singing, <laughs> yep. you were like mouthing that, yeah. it as he was as, as he dressed like it. an
2: East Coast prep now. We are done with grunge and yep, now, yeah. full East Coast Back prep. To, uh, yeah um and Sweat thin is- super thin i know so, yeah, yeah yeah that so was the, thin. michael jacobs talk did that for me so
1: really
0: Wait, that was between season was one conscious- and season two
2: no it was at the end of season one. It was like towards the end of season one was the we were noticing you're gaining weight so that was in my head the whole time in between seasons so oh. yeah it was yeah i made yeah, i made sure i did not look like that when i came back yeah definitely
0: mm-hmm.
2: hey it looked good it worked
0: <laughs> you do look great
2: i like the green um- shoes
0: I know, green shoes and the green sweater
2: Yeah, I had that sweater until like three years ago <laughs> Did you? Yeah Oh, that's amazing Yeah, I loved that sweater
0: It seems like a Will sweater
2: Right
1: Think?
0: Uh. So yeah, you explain to your parents that you can't really associate with your brother at school Sorry Feeney walks in saying a huge object is blocking his driveway and it's Eric's car Eric's Sean and Corey Yeah Sean and Corey ask Feeney if he'll miss them now that they're off to high school and he says no And then as Eric and Feeney leave to figure out the car situation, Sean says high school means they are done with Feeney and that it is the greatest day of their lives. They do their handshake to celebrate, but... They say they should do something yeah. a bit cooler now that they're going to high school, and they do a new cooler handshake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is. I like that it's exactly the same, but we're just doing it like, hey. You-?
2: That was and exactly. you're both laughing by the end. I oh, know, my God. are both yeah, just yeah, laughing hysterically so by so the end. Fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just a slowed down Hepcat version. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> I think Amy and Alan are laughing, too. I am mean, like, genuinely, Rusty and Betsy are laughing while you're doing this. Everybody was just having fun by this point. Oh, yeah.
1: God. Can we talk about, I mean, I'm just, I'm just overwhelmed by this episode. I am okay. like, I am dizzy with how different. It is. Oh, it's a whole
2: different show. I know, I it's am,
1: shocking. I am uncomfortable. Me I am not do. happy. <laughs> I am very scared for how I'm going to feel. the show. I'm sure it'll change. But this episode completely threw me for a loop.
2: Agree. I am a hundred. I do could not, not feel agree good. more.
1: I do not feel good. Like, it's yeah. a weird, like, body yes. reaction. I don't want, and I wonder how much... Uh, okay we're we're just going into season two really quickly like i think having a year off would have been nice you know like (laughs) having a summer uh would have been nice but i I wonder how much the audience felt this too you know, know how much how much of that is just natural television you know new season factor like okay and how much of it is because it Obviously, I have a personal identification with the show. I don't know, but I just don't feel good about any of this. I think think think... a
2: lot of it is personal identification, also because as I'm reading the credits, I also realized behind the scenes was complete. Everything was different. Everything was different. It's chaos. There's so much going on. There are 25
1: Mm -hmm. new characters. There's like Fifteen bit parts. There's like new producer storylines.
2: Yeah, it was. i it feels
0: I just, like,
1: retooled. It,
2: it feels does. like it does, and I don't it like it. I, I don't miss, like it at all. I already
1: missed season one. Yes, I agree. Season I agree one was like a revelation of how comfortable and cozy and awesome. And this just feels like chaos. Yeah. And yet, if I if I'm being honest, if I'm objective, I was impressed with how the storylines how yeah. much they were able to pack in they yes. were able to pull off amazing uh arcs uh you know eric coming back at the end like i was i was i was feeney being incorporated yep. mr turner being introduced like when i actually look at it on, on paper i am impressed i yeah. go wow they pulled it off sean is there topanga's yep. there like some of the uh, even in this opening scene you get to see the family is still around but it did not feel good <laughs> watching it the experience like I I can objectively say they pulled it off but as a as an experience I am very uncomfortable with this
2: I agree but could you argue that the uncomfortability that you're feeling would mirror the same uncomfortability you would actually feel going into high school sure that's brilliant right yeah I mean no
1: that's a great way to think about it I just don't like
2: no (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping that this
1: fades as you know and I think it's just like the new haircut new clothes feeling it's just awkward and it's weird and it doesn't it doesn't feel like my show,
0: and it does, yeah. by the way, feel what everyone said—the reason for letting Lee go. It does feel aged Old, up, older, and yeah, and it, I don't necessarily know that I like it. I it's don't you know, um, I know that we have to grow up, but there was something that I had, I'd really we had all really settled into nicely at the end of season one. Uh, and you're right, Will. It's the comfort and coziness of a safe yeah. environment, and then the idea of entering high school—you're no longer safe. You—you you have that—that that aid has been ripped off. But I could not agree with you more, Writer and Will. I know you feel the same way. It is—I'm uncomfortable. I'm just uncomfortable, and I—I I don't know. I'm
2: disoriented. Yes, Were you I feel disoriented. Like you shot it? I don't remember feeling this as we shot it. Do you? I think I think
1: I was because yeah. I mean, I—I I mean, I. I, I I'm fine. Like, I think I'm fine in the episode, but I don't, I mean, I am very, I, I can tell that I am uncomfortable. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, the whole thing just threw me for a loop. I was like, no, no, no. I well, it's know. like starting um, a
2: whole new show. That's what yeah. I, that's how I looked at it. I was like, okay, so it's just a, a brand new show. new show. That's what yeah. I have to look at it as is they just, here's the family again. The dynamics are kind of the same, but not really. Now we've got all these new characters doing all this new stuff. And it's weird. It was, yeah, it's very off-putting. I hated the the nerds with the the whole, because it's always going through my head was, it should have been Lee. It should have been Lee. Yeah. So there was, now to hear that the character's name was Lemke, that's horrifying.
0: I know, yeah. Um,
2: So, yeah, it was strange.
0: It's 2024 and stress is already
1: everywhere. Deadlines at work. Your kid's screaming at you.
0: Non-stop
1: traffic. The world is ending.
2: That's a big jump there, Ryder. Oh, sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandys.
0: Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Mm,
2: not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah?
0: Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients.
2: And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth.
0: God bless those little
1: Keebler Elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep
2: you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.
1: Tell the Elves Pod Meets World sent ya.
2: And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma.
0: Go to books.com and use promo code world for 25% off.
1: That's B-O-U-Q-S dot promo code world. Books, promo code world.
0: When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai.
2: If we could, we would take
0: Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga.
1: The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5.
0: With up to a 303 mile range, available two way charging, and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever.
2: Say teched out again.
0: Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose.
2: Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV.
1: The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger.
2: So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia.
0: And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment
1: inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 Rear Wheel Drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. Well, we, we meet those two new nerd characters uh, in the school hallway. They walk into the hallway saying, Hi, school. What happens to us now will determine our entire futures. And then Corey and Sean open the door, and it hits them in the face, and they say basically the exact same thing. Why and how this was not just Lee, we will never know. Nope. Um,
1: Did this then, joke work for you guys at all? No. It's three times, three or four yeah. times, and I never found it funny. I was watching it. I I, I knew it was coming because I remembered it. And I was like, I don't I don't think this is that funny. And it just never it never got a laugh. Ne- indie never liked it. It was just yeah. never it's like this I don't know. I don't I don't I don't I understand there's like a lot from-
2: about this episode that I thought missed, which is ironic because I think there's a lot about this episode that landed. I thought yeah. Tony's character landed very well. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. thought and we'll get to it. I thought it was a little much at first. Mm-hmm. Um but a little <laughs> little cartoony. But we'll we'll get to all what that. You mean? What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. Matthews. I'm hey, the new you. teacher, hey, I'm a new teacher. Oh, I'm new Yorker. let's talk I got to about mean. X-Men. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, Bada boom, bada bing. Yeah, X-Men superhero. And hero. I think Tony is well, yeah, the same thing. He'll yes. know. He's like, I use. But oh, it's I um Yeah, so there was a lot that didn't land in starting <laughs> with this kind of stuff. And then getting into the seniors took my clothes. Like, it's setting up a weird, I don't know. It was, yeah. yeah and maybe I, think, I was just thrown by the whole thing. So well, that's, nothing that's settled what I'm trying right? to figure out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like I, think by, felt right? I think
1: by third or fourth episode, we're going to be like, this is great. Right. Everybody's comfortable. It's just like the, you know, but yeah. yeah, there's something, you know, And you think about how ambitious of a first episode this is. I know. Just like we were saying, well, behind the scenes must have been chaos. Crazy. You have a whole new crew, whole new writing staff, and you bring on like. Literally 12 guest casts mm-hmm. to a new scene. And it's insanity. We yeah. must have been pulling our hair out, going crazy this week. Yeah. We must have been. There's no I don't doubt in my it. mind.
2: I honestly don't remember. I have no memory of, of, I remembered the episode or parts of it, but I have no memory of actually doing it. None.
0: I I have memory of the scene with us in the hallway, which I we'll, do too. Me too. We'll, okay. we will get to right now. Yep. Uh, so Alvin, the kid in his underwear, and he says, seniors, the seniors, they took my clothes. <laughs> so and I thought it was I think the thing that bumped me the most is that he like is walking through the hallway and then just walks right up to Corey, just directly yeah. to Corey.
2: The to cadence say this. was a little odd.
0: Seniors.
2: seniors, seniors took my the Seniors,
0: I know, uh, and and he says uh, that they took his clothes just because he's the new kid. And uh oh, Corey is also a new kid. And then new character alert: Frankie comes over and smashes mm. Corey into the lockers because Corey was almost in his way. The great Sean, Ethan oh he's man, awesome.
2: Oh, he's awesome. awesome and a great, just,
1: just a fantastic. Force to be reckoned with. Yep. A
0: future Pod meets World guest, oh, Ethan cannot wait to talk to him. To talk either.
1: To either. him. An incredible actor. Yes. Yeah.
0: Sean says they were just looking for their homeroom. And then another new character alert. Another kid named Joey enters and points to the locker, says that's where their homeroom is. So Sean jumps into it. And I I thought this was a really fantastic moment of Sean going, oh, oh, right here. Oh, okay, I'll go ahead and jump in. I thought it was (laughs) great. And then I had a... Real memory of being in those lockers and like oh, yeah. having so them custom times. made and and however, you know, making yeah. sure that you could fit and they were all just specially made lockers, which I was right. like, so You could get that in and and out. out.
1: They basically they had a latch on the inside. So mm-hmm. you could open yeah, that's funny. I remember it too. I we remember to it, it for, also. was like will.
0: photo shoots constantly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Out. in the lockers.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God.
0: So now with their attention on Corey, Joey and Frankie get into their own little fight because Frankie thinks Joey just called him gay.
2: Yep. Where
0: did it, that come from? It comes from nothing. It I mean, literally that's the comes, joke,
2: right? Is right. that he? he he's so insecure. About he's so insecure, or his so sexuality, or so sexuality,
1: his sexuality, that he leaps to. Did you, that, just, call did you just call me gay? Call me
2: gay.
0: These jokes yeah. aged like milk.
2: Yeah. yeah. No. Horrible. <laughs> this was, and it's so. I know at the time it was far more common. So I'm sure watching it at the time, it wasn't yeah. nearly as jarring as it was to watch now.
1: No, I saw an episode but, of Friends yikes. from even later that did this almost exactly, or it had a series of gay jokes. Like, throughout, it was a runner throughout. And I was like, "Whoa! This was totally normal." Like, oh no, just, the '90s,
2: '80s, and '90s—that yeah. was the joke. Bill and Ted's, all that stuff. I mean, this right. was like you instantly went. Yay. It was a
0: nine. Yeah, it was. It was like a '90s insult. Yeah. Well,
1: Bill and Ted's just actually used the f word
2: like yeah. awfully, um, uh, horribly, um, and Horrible. that was really
1: hard because I wanted to watch Bill and Ted's with Indy, and he was so—it's totally up his alley, tonally. But he asked me, he's like, "What does that word mean?" I'm like, "Oh." Yep. Right
2: here you go, yep. and
1: you know, like he just does not. And, and even with this beat, Indy was like, "What? Yeah, yeah because no, you know, gay is not a bad word. Like no. he, we, we have so many gay friends. His best friends' parent, like multiples friends of his, par- are gay parents. So like the idea of like calling somebody gay or somebody being insecure for being yeah. called gay, just like he was like literally did not understand what was happening. Yeah, didn't get. Which it. is yeah. wonderful. That's great. Uh, for how the world has changed. Um, super but you giant, know, I, I do have though. to super say, like, as opposed to like I, I, what I started to say, is as opposed to Bill and Ted's, which just went for the 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 word. This is clever, right? Like this has a layer to it that is like. Oh, you have to sort of assume, you know, his his homophobia that he's internalized, that maybe he has feelings he's not processed, come out in this awful way, and that he's a bully. Worried about that, I can see like the you know there's levels to it. But yes, the the ultimate point of the joke is completely lost on a new generation. Like, yeah. yeah, which is a good thing. Yeah. thank God.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. So it it's yeah did not did not didn't feel good. Well. No, didn't, didn't age well
1: at all. Um. Well, can we talk about in general? the retro vibe of this entire storyline like yeah. These two bullies, these three bullies, right? Mm-hmm. You ha- I mean, it's it's straight this, like, grease, 1950s. Three
2: o'clock high kind what of, yeah. What is happening? Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Not, yeah. none of this felt reflective of 90s high school experience Oh, but, but it was
0: written by super hip, young, 40 something year writers. I mean, old I not
1: believe how, like, yeah, retro this is, and, you know, wearing the bowling shirt and, like, the greasy. I mean, like, Carly Kleiner just looks like he's yeah. straight out of the 50s. And then Ethan and Joey, you know, the doing everybody's doing like a New York sort of like yeah, it was. And all just, of, like, a of a sudden, Karen and Tony were in New York. <laughs> it yes, was like, where why is Why is everybody from Brooklyn? Philly. Yes, <laughs> everybody's from Brooklyn. I mean, it was like it just became this like cartoon nineteen yeah. fifties childhood. Yeah, I, that, that that does not square with the show we had from before. And I I think it becomes more conscious and funny later on, but it felt very. Awkward to be like. Oh, if it was just so in.
2: different. It was so different that then every you're looking at all the reasons why it's different because it was yeah. you're just thrown into a brand new show and it's like yeah. oh that's not the same oh that's not the same wait why is he from Brooklyn wait what the yeah. and so yeah. everything just felt out of place yeah Yeah, it was weird it was well weird. then
0: Corey asks the question if Harley is the biggest and baddest then who were those two guys and that is a very scary f- thought for their future what is this place and then. Topanga walks in, and they are so happy to see her because she feels like a bit of the old world. And then they make her walk in front of them like a human shield, which I thought was pretty funny. And Sean is checking out Topanga.
1: Mm. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I wasn't asking for an apology. Sorry. I'm just saying we had talked about it very briefly last season about uh, whether or not there was, there was ever, ever
1: any- Yep. And here any- it is. And maybe summer was very good to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember you I remember saying, that. saying this and I yep, remember me too. kind of hating it and mm-hmm. I remember feeling weird about it like yeah. I remember cuz it was like have your boobs grown that much is this I know. like so, and I remember being uncomfortable with like I I, rem- I did we talk about it cuz I remember being uncomfortable so you must have I talked was uncomfortable
0: about too. It. Uh and I think the same reason you just mentioned was the same reason I was uncomfortable. I didn't know I was not, like, aware of the outward perception of my body having been changed. I don't remember thinking I had changed that much.
1: Exactly. And then when
0: it was written in the episode, I suddenly saw myself through the eyes of the people Um, writing for me. Old men. And I was like, oh, Oh, I guess guess I've... I guess I am now look different. I'm more womanly. Yes. And I didn't feel it until it was written in the script. And that's Ah. what made me uncomfortable is that I became hyper focused on um, being aware of how I was being perceived.
1: Yeah. And I had already I had done an episode of Evening Shade. that was exactly this, too, where it was a whole episode about an 11 year old girl getting a bra or whatever. And it was I remember it being super uncomfortable. In person back then too, yeah. like with the the other the girl actors, like we were all so uncomfortable with having to do these scenes about this thing in a way that like obviously the point of these these beats is that it's uncomfortable for kids to go through this. Yeah. But for actors to have to play that yeah and to recognize it adds like a whole meta layer of discomfort. It's like and 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 you have to be aware of it and play to it, and it, yeah, I just remember being I hated all of this, but yeah, you know that's that was the job,
0: yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know it's lost to the viewer. We we're obviously talking about it from the outside perspective and really putting it shining a light on it, but I don't think people really thought about, oh, I wonder what the actual feeling was on the set while they were no. filming this. No, I wonder what those kids were thinking and feeling like the fact that we were real kids is kind of lost on the viewer until yeah. you start having this discussion. And um just so people don't jump down our throats we're not saying you shouldn't do an episode about this because it's uncomfortable
1: we're just no. saying
0: that being it the kids that are yes. do, that, that are doing it it's right. uncomfortable and it's and you even though you you're three, playing a you character have three
1: children looking yes. at each other talking about boobs right. about your boots right and we have to play a scene about that and in real yeah. life we I don't remember thinking about that yet <laughs> exactly I mean you know, we were not we were not and you right. were not It wasn't like we were all at the same developmental level to be able to maturely act it. We were sort of pressured into acting something that we may not necessarily... Yeah, it's just an awkward... Well, and and I I was
0: insecure about it and my character was supposed to be very confident about it. So as an insecure person, person about this thing I'm supposed to be playing this self-assured almost like I'm going to use this power I have and I'm like I don't feel powerful it feels uncomfortable Uh, Um, Danielle
2: how old were you when when you did this
0: uh, I may have just turned 13 depending on where we were in the shooting of this
1: it was this would have been fall of 94
0: so I would have just turned 13 in May. Really? Yeah. I was born in May of 81. So fall of 84, I would have right. turned 13. You know, if we filmed okay. this in September or something yeah. or August, I would have because. been 13 just yeah, a few this months probably before would have
2: been that. July, this would have been like July or August. July yeah. probably. Probably July. Starting, yeah, early yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. So uh, a few, okay.
0: I was 13 in two months or something.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird. It's Yeah, it's, it's odd.
0: I had a smoking hot tan, though, because I spent all summer at the pool. <laughs> <laughs> i used to tan i used to tan as a child i uh i didn't i wasn't thinking about my future skin and
1: what's no. funny is what's funny to me is that you look older in your face more than anything yeah like, I, know. I you looked more like uh, that i hate part to say of, it but that's the i part look that like I was- the ai art <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was there's something about your face that i was like oh danielle's getting older that was like way more noticeable to me than your body yeah and then we making this whole thing about your body but i was like no she just looks older in her face and more yeah. like sort of confident mature and maybe well there's also
2: too. <laughs> just from the way i looked at it there's the logistical aspect of the fact that she says what are you looking at while you're looking at her back and yet I know, it's and then you joke. say
0: your blouse. I know. I thought that was weird too. You're so looking at my like... back, and then I turn and I ask, "What are you looking at?" And Sean says, "Her blouse," and that Summer was very good to her. And Topanga says, "Well, at least what I grew was real." And I rip off your fake sideburns.
2: And now I have to say, from a mm-hmm. comedic standpoint, it's a good line. That's a well, funny at joke. At least what I grew was real. When she rips mm-hmm. off your sideburns, is a funny line. I mean, and if, if we needed in a way anyway, to get those
1: stupid sideburns exactly, off your face. Get exactly. them off
2: but it's a funny haircut is awful. Oh, really? Sue asked if you were wearing a wig.
1: I just look watching this. I was like, Oh, that is awful haircut. So (laughs) I can't say I
0: noticed, but will did apparently. (laughs) No, my wife did.
2: (laughs) Okay. It looks like he's fake hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful.
0: Well, Topanga says that we all have homeroom together because she looked it up and the teacher is Mr. Turner. Eric told Corey nothing about this Mr. Turner guy. And then a guy with a leather jacket, sunglasses and a helmet walks into the hall. and Corey thinks... It has to be Harley, Harley.
1: Kiner.
2: Uh, <laughs> that's like 35 that's years old. Harley is 38 years <laughs> old. But Harley is.
1: Old. Like that's the, the I know. Is that yeah. Danny was already looking like a 26 year old at
2: least. But Tony then, with that hair and the oh, sunglasses holding the uh, motorcycle helmet. Like you uh, just, it's, he might as well just be wearing a neon shirt that just says I'm cool. I'm cool. cool. It's Mr. Like, cool. Uh, it's got all the stereotypical I'm cool guy, sunglasses and the helmet. And it's like, oh Stereotypical 94.
1: Yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. it's like so clearly like it, exactly. that fantasy guy oh, for man. our writing staff right oh, like, yeah so funny oh,
2: yeah
0: it's 2024 and stress is already everywhere
1: deadlines at work your kids screaming at you non-stop traffic the world is ending
2: that's a big jump there writer oh, sorry kind of true yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandys.
1: Let's
0: say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Mm, not with this hair.
2: Play guitar with her father,
1: Jedediah?
0: Depends on which Jedediah.
1: Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies?
0: Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients.
2: And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth.
1: God bless those little Keebler Elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going.
2: So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.
0: Tell the Elves Pod Meets World sent ya.
2: And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma.
0: Go to books.com and use promo code world for 25%
1: off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code world.
2: Books, promo code world.
0: When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we
2: could, we would take
0: Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai
1: Ionic 5.
0: With up to a 303 mile range, available two way charging, and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever.
2: Say teched out again.
0: Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose.
2: Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV.
1: The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast
2: charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia.
0: And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car,
1: backyard or side yard. Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 Rear Wheel Drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. So Corey goes up to him, saying he wants to be his friend and he'll do anything for him. And then he quickly realizes that it's a Mr. Jonathan Turner. And then we go into Turner's classroom. Mr. Turner says he's there for homeroom English, and anytime someone wants to talk, it appears Mr. Turner is sitting no- on the
2: edge of the desk.
0: Yeah, he doesn't sit behind I'm the desk. He doesn't
2: Whatever you want to talk. I'm surprised he didn't <laughs> start <laughs> rapping. <I> mean, <laughs> seriously, exactly. It's Rap just, wasn't cool yet. I Just got my head. I'm gonna just gonna sit here and just talk about. <laughs> comic books and whatnot. Oh, yeah, he's got cowboy boots, boots on, too. Oh, my was, God. oh, God. Tony, yes. yeah. the were- record, Tony's one of my favorite people in the world. Yeah. And
1: a wonderful actor. It is. Phenomenal. This is just so... Pushed. The character is just so pushed, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, he's not comfortable. yet either. Oh like, no, but we're oh, all just so, so funny. Like, is this right character? Is it working?
2: Yeah. yeah. It's is so it
1: too funny. much? Should it be more? What exactly. is it? Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you don't think I'm going to notice X Men when I see it? Like, whoa, <laughs> where is that from? Yeah. Oh God. Tony. Mr. Turner oh asks
0: Corey if he's the troublemaker and the one who's going to try to bring down the new teacher, and Corey says no, that would be Sean. So in order to figure out who Sean is, Mr. Turner walks around the class and says, whoever the troublemaker is, we'll be avoiding eye contact and
2: bingo. Hey, bingo, bingo, Sean-o. Funny (laughs) bit, though. It is funny. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Hey, Sean. (laughs) Wow.
0: Turner asks if anyone knows about the Odyssey, and as Topanga helps a little, Mr. Turner explains it, Corey asks, who wants to read that? And then Mr. Turner takes his X-Men comic. He assigns the class to read the Odyssey and X-Men a comic book he reads too, guys. Oh what? So that makes these cool cool. grown-ups
1: read
0: <laughs> Corey says, finally, a cool teacher. And then Corey calls him Feeny with an Earring when Mr. Turner tells great him line. he will lead the classroom discussion tomorrow. So Feeny funny. with an
2: Earring is a great line. I'd like to point I mean, out that's... you both got that wrong during our live show. That was one of the questions that was asked you in trivia, and neither of you knew the answer to that. What was the so. question? The question was, what is what does Corey call Mr. Turner? Oh. And I gave you three and it was like yeah. And it turned out to be Feeny with an Feeny earring with yeah. an oh, earring.
1: So good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. funny. Did Tony actually have an earring in real life?
2: Or did they fake it? Yes.
1: I is he wearing an earring he, in the show? I can't remember. Yeah, he is wearing an
2: earring. Yeah. I can't remember if he has one in real life or not. He, hasn't I think worn he has in one years, I don't think. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's funny.
0: So then we're in the school hallway. Corey says, Mr. Turner is on to them. And Sean says, no, it was just Corey he was on to. And Corey and Sean realize they're going to be separated for their second
1: class. And they're going to be <laughs> split up for the first That's time ever. That's a funny ever. beat. That's funny. a funny beat. I thought it was so We cute. could have played that a little bit bigger. I think we could have gone farther, you know, just like,
0: no. No. I know. I
1: agree with you. <laughs> if it was season three, then we would have, right? But like yeah. at yeah, this point, the, point, the yeah. point of us being pulled apart is not as big of a joke. But yeah. Yeah. But
0: it is very funny that, like, yep. the idea was, okay, where do we go next? Exactly. What?
1: No. Yeah. That never occurred to us. Yeah. So then
0: Corey runs up to his brother, Eric, who's with some girls, and Eric pretends like he doesn't know who he is. And then, new character alert, Harley, <laughs> Joey, and Frankie are standing by the bathroom when Corey excitedly walks up to say hi, and we get a call back to the gay joke. Yep.
2: Well, it's been a couple pages.
0: It's the second time we're seeing them. It's the
2: second time we're seeing them. It's also, I just have to say, so, so far we've seen Joey and Frankie, Harley, Tony Quinn, Mm -hmm. and then we'll get to Marion Staple. Everybody is so cartoony. I know. It's unbelievable. And these are all really good actors. Yes. There is not a bad actor in the bunch. No. Yep. And it is so over the top cartoony. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering how much of that tone remains. Like, I don't remember. Like, uh,
2: I yeah. think Frankie and Joey kind of stay Frankie. But again, you can have a couple cartoony characters. That's yeah. okay. You you, you know, yeah. that sitcom kind of crazy where it's almost, you know, you get Lenny and Squiggy from uh, Laverne and Shirley. You know, there right. you can have that kind of clinger for MASH where it is cartoony and crazy. But when it's Everybody you're introducing, I mean, every new character is so over the top that it's it's pretty intense. Amazing. It's amazing. I think that's part of
1: the Disney factor that I had. It was just like, what is happening? Like, yeah. I, yeah. guess, I think by the time Marion came in is when I really was like, "What is going on?" Another Exa- like, good actor, is so
2: over the top. Yes, they're and all and phenomenally talented people, yeah. and, and we that, just became a cartoon. We just yeah, became yeah. like that's a, what I mean. It know, was it was like crazy. Frankie and
1: Joey are clearly like. Remember the cartoons with like the big bulldog and then the yeah. little one that was always yeah. like that's yeah. clearly what they're doing. They're just yeah. doing. They're the human version of that, and, and know, that's okay. If that's all a guy with a girl's name, get yeah. it. But it
2: was just, and it's also the way. He's doing it like I'm I a know. teacher. It's like, wow, it's just so over the top. Yeah. Well,
0: Corey is trying to avoid a beat down and he tells Harley that people would like him even more if he looked out for a seventh grader like himself. And Harley asks his name and then exclaims that Corey Matthews is a poofy name.
1: Poofy. Yeah.
0: Uh, so yet another reference to just, again, aging like milk here. So he gives him a new name that exudes fear and respect. Johnny Baboon. And then Mr. Stimpleton, another new character, walks out and sends Harley and Corey to the principal's office for not being in class. And then we're at the principal's office. Corey, Mr. Stimpleman, and Harley walk in to see the principal, and it is... Mr. Feeney. Amy. This is a nice
1: reveal. I it like good this. I mean, it yeah. was a great this reveal. It should have happened maybe five minutes earlier. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it should have probably been like the first beat as a before Turner. Because yep. at this point I was like, now we're going to the principal. Like it's just like world in a new world, a new person, a new and it was like, how many characters are we gonna have to get through before we have that comforting like we're still the same show yep. beat? And so when this came, it was like a sigh of relief. I Just like, oh, yes, here's I'm an there. anchor. I right. know this relationship. I know these two people. Um, it came a little too late for me. Yeah. I, I think it it really is Marion. It was like, you know, no offense to that actor. It's no, lovely, he's, but just that introducing that character as it like takes another it over the her, top. It's like, geez, just too many. You yeah. know, to get there. I yeah. know. This
2: is also. I, this is also from something that we talked about. I think in a previous episode, though, this is something where this also shows the detriment of binge watching. Because if you go right from the last episode of season one, which was that amazing episode of the I Dream of Feeny, where it's kind of a more quiet episode of Ben mm-hmm. and Feeny having these great kind of uh, uh, scenes together. And it's very well acted and very earnest to this kind of craziness right away. It's even doubly yeah. as jarring.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: so I think that, you know, if you've got a, a a summer off before you jump back in, it's not nearly as bad. Yeah.
0: Quite possibly. So, Mr. Stimpleman says Corey got on his nerves, and then Feeney gives Corey a break and says, get out of his face. Uh, but then Corey realizes his next class is with Mr. Feeney, but he can't even say his name, so it's... Uh, Mr.
2: Fay. Mr. Fay. It's such a Michael Jacobs read. Mr. Yeah. Feeney. Mr. Feeney. Mm-hmm. Is this where he talks about the caning? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so this uh. is obviously, because that had, remember, that was big in the country. That was like the number one news story was Michael Fay. in the country in singapore Mm. where he was a guy who was going to be caned for vandalizing cars
1: is that what it was graffiti or something yeah graffiti
2: vandalized something like that and they was going to be caned like in the public square so this was right around 93
1: 94 you can obviously tell they were
2: throwing that in there yeah (laughs) By the way, I am not a genius. I had to Google the guy's name just for the record mm. that it was Michael Faye. But I remember that whole caning thing was like a big deal. That's
1: right. What a big deal. I wonder if that would ever matter now. Like, why was that a thing?
2: I don't know.
0: Also, I wonder oh, if that's part 90s. of the reason they said Mr. Fay. Mr. Faye. <laughs> Faye. Okay, we're in the school hallway. Harley catches up to Corey and sarcastically thanks him for giving him detention all week. Harley asks Corey to meet him by the senior bathroom at 3 p.m. Because he's going to kill him. And Why not just
1: punch the kid now? A- like this, I never know. Makes-
0: like, you're you're in after the school. hallway.
1: Just if you want to beat somebody up, beat them up and walk. Like, <laughs> <it's> So <laughs> well, hokey. no, because in the night, you're You're
2: gonna beat somebody hard. up. Do it now. Come on.
0: <laughs> You're already alone. Why wait? <laughs> but you know, when this show took place in the 1950s, that's what you did. Yeah. You made appointments you did. at three
2: p.m. rumble. The they were going to mm-hmm. rumble after they had their, you know, their drive in their 50s cars. I'm well, like, I think know. actually,
0: I think the thought process is if it's after three, if it's after school hours, the school can't punish you for it in their uh, own bathroom. Even, I know, on the in the bathroom, they could, but like the reason people would say meet me in the parking lot at yeah, three yeah, o'clock yeah. is right, because yeah. like we you fought
2: know, behind the library, we yeah. always fought so, behind the library.
0: Really? Yeah.
2: yeah. Andy Foss, shout out to Andy Foss. He and I got into a fistfight. I lost badly. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> just for the record. Thank you, Andy.
0: So we're in the school cafeteria. Mr. Feeney hands Mr. Turner a comic book. And Turner admits, yeah, he just signed it. So I like says, this
2: dynamic, by the way. This
1: I know. To this your point, was a really nice, because it was like, ah, now Turner's yep. part of the group and, and, being and, and being questioned. There's tension between the teachers. Yes. This was the teaching great. style this was is really going to be different. All that
2: really stuff. Really good yep. writing. And, yep. and Feeney actually
1: has a
0: foe. Like a real, not yeah. just a child. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I thought this was great. He Feeney says he knows Turner is the new groovy teacher, but Feeney says he wants the students closer to his level. And then a rivalry. We see the rivalry between the two of them has started. And then the two nerds from the beginning of the episode walk in. Another opportunity Opportunity for Lee Norris to have been a shining star in this episode, but they get hit by doors that Corey then opens of up. And, mac
1: and number two.
0: Yep, and they of course then say the same thing they just said again. Uh, Corey wishes lunch was mac and cheese so that when Harley punches him later, he would puke all over him and make a bigger mess. Sean says they need Eric's help, and Eric is actually nearby eating lunch with the two girls we saw earlier, Marguerite Moreau, um, mm. who was later known for tons of work, including Mighty Ducks and Wet Hot American Summer. She, she
2: was so nice. She was ab- oh, she was absolutely a well, wonderful actress and a very nice person. That's what I remember most about her.
0: Well, so Sean goes over to Eric and the girls there flirt with him too. I know
1: Sean's got game. Apparently, Sean officially has, got game. has officially. started to become I the know. the girl magnet.
2: Yep, it mm-hmm. cool. Were you teen magazine guy by this point, by season two? Had it started yet? I must have been,
1: right? It must have. Like, I'm wondering if they're playing
2: into that now because it's like, ooh, we've got the breakout, you know, teen idol. Let's write to that.
1: That's a good question. Because you went right
2: to girls now. I mean, you're instantly like, they're starting to switch. This is where Eric and Sean start to switch, where all of a sudden it's you're you're girl crazy. Right. So,
0: uh,. Sean says at three o'clock, Eric actually won't have a brother if he doesn't help. Eric pretends to drink water at the water fountain while talking to Corey, uh, slightly helping him get out of trouble by going to the nurse's station. This is a fun scene. Yeah. Pretend Mm -hmm. to be sick, go to the nurse station and then wait for mom and dad to pick you home or pick you up. Or you could just fight the guy if you don't want to look like a coward. And then Harley furiously walks into the lunchroom and asks who took the last piece of chicken, which Corey happens to be holding. So he immediately drops it. And then Eric walks away and says, do not attempt to recontact
1: me. I love
2: this like spy meeting in the cafeteria. (laughs) And I thought Ben's line of how did how did you do this? you know, you ruined this in a day. And he's like, it didn't take me the whole day. I know. (laughs) How did you screw up this badly in a (laughs) day? It didn't take me the whole day. It didn't take me the whole day. (laughs) that was so funny. An absolutely great beat. Yeah. Yeah. This
0: is a really cute, this was a really cute um, brother moment. I enjoyed it.
2: Another episode I have to say where I don't like, particularly like the episode, but again, Ben is really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ben is really good. And especially this scene, he's dropping the chicken out of his hand. He's hitting some beats that are very, very funny. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And then we're in the nurse's office. Corey sits next to the two nerds, and they are comparing their injuries. They say they're going to sit in this nurse's office every day to get picked up and stay safe. Corey asks if they think other kids will call them cowards, and they don't care. Corey does care. He says he is not going to fake an injury. He's going to go get a real one. Would you guys have cared? Yes. If if people, like, would you have wanted to take the easy, like, would you guys have got, I mean, Will said he just got into a fight in high school. Yeah, would no, you you go guys to have,
2: you go to the fight you go to the fight. There's sometimes if a bully is standing in front of you, the only thing you can do is punch him in the nose. You might lose, but you're going to fight. That's just, I don't know if that's the way, just the way I was raised. You never start a fight, but if you can finish it, you do. And that's Hmm. that's I haven't really
1: gotten fights in high school. Like grade school, I remember. There were six people in your high school.
2: Like you said, it's like.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, this was my, I mean, this was my, I I was already working. Like, I don't, I wasn't dealing with
2: Bullies. But no, sometimes you, you, again, what do they say? The the writer, I'm sure you know the quote better than I. What is it? The, um, uh, a hero dies, but once a coward dies, a thousand deaths, something like that. No, I like yeah, that it's mm. because it's because you, you know, you're going to keep dying inside if you don't stand up for yourself. So that yeah. was very real to me. And that resonated to me where it's like, this is going to determine right. your, your life now for the rest of your life, because there's people that were bullied that didn't stand up, that are now in their 40s that look back at that, like, that changed my life. Yeah, um, but there's also
1: there's also the insinuation that it's sort of a little bit of blaming the victim with these guys, right? Like, they're because they're being nerdy, like, they, they're right. going to continue being cowardly. Like, they shouldn't be in this position to begin with. Exactly. No, of course. Like, like, of course There should not, not. be situations
2: of course where not.
1: some giant older kid is yeah. beating up on younger not. kids. But unfortunately, so, there like, are situations
2: yeah. like that all the time. Right, That's the but, thing. It's There shouldn't be, but right, there are. But you,
1: but you don't necessarily need to go to a fight in order to not be a coward. No, you can course, also find course. other ways of
2: managing of a situation. Course. You know? Of course. There's I just plenty, wanted to
1: state that for the yeah, record. Yeah, no, of course. There's and clearly, plenty of ways like, to do it. this show is, again, in this retro mode of, like, yeah. you know, there's the nerds and they're just going to be yeah, weaklings and they're going to take the easy way this out. This is
2: before being nerds was cool. Right. And, and uh, yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. There's obviously other ways to go about it, but they're, trying to make it as cartoony again yeah. cartoony possible one avenue or the other avenue and we're making it you as know. blatantly cartoony as we possibly can i'd yep. also like to shout out to the nerd what would be called nerd number two because i referred to call refused to call him lemke mm-hmm. but he was pretty funny i yeah. thought with the whole and i've got asthma, and he's like ooh,
0: yeah you win like he
2: that was he had some funny beats as an actor i thought he had some funny beats but yeah with what they were given
0: well, it is now 3 p.m. in the school hallway, and Mr. Turner sees Corey sitting there. Corey asks if the guy in the Odyssey gets home alive, and Turner says he does after facing a few obstacles. And then he's off for the day. He starts to leave. Sean runs over to support Corey, but then a girl walks by, and he leaves with her immediately. Again, Sean's got game. Oh, okay. God. Yeah. And then Corey is about to leave himself at 3.05, but then Harley opens the bathroom door and is ready to brawl. Corey in says the hallway, was,
2: again. Like, they're in, still in the school. I don't think right or right. Like, what the hell's the point? They're still there. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, they didn't have a parking lot set. <laughs> <I> mean, apparently. <laughs> Uh, so Corey is about to leave. Uh, Corey says he would rather be dead than the school coward for the next six years. So he's ready to get beat up. So we mentioned that we would be in the school for six more years. Yep. But then yeah. we're only in the school for four. But anyway, uh, so he's ready to get beat up. And then Harley gets into position. But then... Eric like jumps over the Batman. wall. Batman.
2: I thought it was so cool. I remember jumping over the wall and being like, yeah, this is That's so cool. sweet. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. That's a cool. I'm glad move. that you undercut it with a joke right away though. Yeah. like as it was happening, I was like, oh god, this feels really Lame. cheesy.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then I was, and I was like, oh, of course Will's going to save it. Yeah. yeah.
2: It, it was uh, yeah, it was a fun beat. I remember that. I remember thinking to myself like, oh, they're going to keep me in the show. Like, essentially, right. <laughs> they're working Eric into the show where it's still going to yeah. matter in the show. Because, again, we, we've now, Lee's gone. And we don't know yeah. who's coming, who's going, what's going to happen. Right. And now that they're, they're bringing, bringing in up, a
0: bunch of new characters. Gonna, like...
2: my Oh, my God. My dad was convinced that that. Um, uh, Harley was going to become the new Fonzie and Eric was slowly going to be taken off the show. Mm, um, he was convinced. Was... Oh, my, my Did dad was telling convi- Oh, absolutely. It was just... I mean, convi- no. he's, he's like, like watch he's, like, back. Yeah, no, he's like, you got it. You got it. You got right, do, do you to? think that's going to happen? Do you think, oh, I think he called my agent, like all that kind of stuff. And I was oh like, my God. I was like, dad, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, they were, they thought they were doing that whole new dynamic and that was going to be it. So yeah, it was strange.
0: Wow. Well, Eric is going to defend Corey. He jumps in front of Harley, and he finally admits that Corey is his brother. And you guys work together, which is very cute. Harley begins to push Eric, but Mr. Turner appears and stops the the confrontation. Harley asks who he is, not knowing that Mr. Turner is a new teacher, but he learns quickly. Mr. Turner plays the cool guy and asks Harley not to kill his students. And Harley realizes he couldn't take Mr. Turner, so he leaves. That's a great beat. I know. It's really cute. Could "Could I I take you?
1: No. Nah. <laughs> I could have taken they, the kid though. It is crazy how much Good they look you. like contemporaries though. Yep. Like, age-wise. Yeah. Like age wise. It's mind boggling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. <sighs> uh
0: so Corey thanks Mr. Turner and then he thanks his brother Eric, who in turn pretends not to know him again, which again, I thought that was all very cute. Me Listen, too. I was there for you when I need when you needed me. No, but no, we're back to, to status quo. <laughs> don't talk to yeah, me again. Yeah,
2: I like that too. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then Corey tells Sean he can get out of the locker now, which I thought, which, did I miss how do something? We,
1: yes. How uh, do we know he's in the locker? I didn't know he was in the locker. No, no one did. And, and Corey did not see him go no. into the locker. Like I just went no. off camera. So yeah, that was a weird, I had the exact, it was like, what?
2: No, it's also, I, I'm sorry to point this out kind of weirdly, but you have to imagine she's Eric's age because they were having lunch. at. So she's in the locker with a seventh grader, a junior in high mm-hmm. school.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: little strange. Mm-hmm strange just saying little Little odd little odd again i guess the idea is that if you're in the same school and that's why truthfully that's why schools are set up that way is so that adultish style teens are not in school with people who are supposed to be 12 or who are 12
2: someone who's 17 in a locker with somebody who's 12 or 13 is is a little creepy i just think but it's yeah. you know it yeah. again a lot of it Maybe is more just more a the little joke. creepy,
0: but again I think so much of it was like suspend your disbelief about mm-hmm. what's going on right. here
1: just be- even so though we can have ad- eighteen year old actors yes <laughs> eighteen yeah. plus and we don't have to deal with kid hours that's all they're yeah. thinking about you know? But like, not just that like- but also
0: let's get to as many laughs as possible right. and also appeal to maybe what was an ABC mandate of aging us up that they wanted a high school show, but we started off being 11. And so how do you go from I think 11 to 14? it's purely
1: production. I think it's yeah. purely production yeah. concerns. They were, they were sick and tired of not having the hours and not having the time and having to deal with more teachers and more kids. So it was like, let's cut down the kid cast. So essentially at this point was y- you, me and Ben, that was it for the, that was it. Like, we, we would they didn't not, try we were, again with anybody no, else. No, yeah, everybody yeah, else was yeah. 18 yeah. plus. And it yeah. was like, so they could have they could work extra hours. They didn't have to have teachers. They didn't have, to have social workers. Didn't have to have parents. So like everybody was older. I mean, how old were Blake and Ethan in real life at this point?
2: My age or older. Actually, they might've been older they're than older. me. They're older. I think yeah, I they are they already older, 20. Yeah. Right? yeah, they might've been older than me by this point.
1: And Danny must've been like 24.
2: Oh, at least. Yeah. So it was, yeah. No, I also think you could argue that they made it as cartoony as possible because they're in this new mythical high school world and it's just a giant cartoon. Because I'd yeah. like to think, and again, I haven't seen the show in years, Ryder, you've never seen it. Danielle, you haven't seen it in years. I, I think it grounds itself. I, re- I hope so. I, 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 I think remember it grounds itself, yeah, I think itself, the tone right? will sort of settle out. Yeah, yeah. I, think I think so too. So maybe it's the first day is supposed to be this crazy, look at all the nutty And it's supposed to give thing. us this feeling.
0: Yes, yeah. like you I really hope so. Yeah,
2: because I don't recall it being this outlandishly off the wall with teachers like Marion coming in. Like, I, I think this was a one-off. I'm hoping this was a one-off and it's going to, it's going to come back down to earth. We can hope
0: so the, op- the locker is opened and Corey sees that Sean is in there with a girl and he says there are big lockers in high school I so which funny is line. very funny, funny and line. then we get into our end credits and we wrap up the episode in the Matthews living room Corey walks in saying his brother is Eric the great one Matthews Eric says an older kid was picking on Corey and he hates it when people do that and then he himself picks on Corey and grabs the remote Morgan grabs the remote next and takes full control of the TV the family falls into place she Else, everybody, stop talking! I'm watching TV. And then, now that's power. Morgan says, and we end the episode.
1: And that was a big laugh for Indy. He was loved, it? He that's loves great. Loves Morgan. He just yeah. loves Morgan. I know. Another and every time she's in control, he's just like, "Yep." Still like, yeah, yeah. It's really funny. Yeah, that's great. And he was definitely weirded out by me being in the locker with a girl. Oh really? Oh girl yeah. who's not gonna, mom. I don't. I just don't know how we're going to deal with this now that I'm going to be making out.
2: Right, but right I, I
1: started prepping him. I was like, "Yeah, that's going to be happening a lot more as the show goes on." But <laughs> really? Yeah.
0: Is he still enjoying watching it?
1: Yeah, I mean, he definitely like. I don't know. The second season is going to be interesting. I think it's yeah. going to be really different. I think yeah. it, it, this vibe, this this episode felt off. You know, like basically after the first scene, I don't think he was comfortable again until Mm -hmm. well neither were we like leaving the house made it and leaving the regular characters made him uncomfortable I think seeing Feeney as a principal was cool he liked that but yeah he's very much still you know he's still in the little kid mode of the first season
0: as his favorite character of Morgan I have bad news for him I
2: know (laughs) oh jeez oh (laughs) jeez
0: So, the next episode we are going to recap is season two, episode two, Pairing Off, which already sounds like bad news for Indy as well. Um, (laughs) I don't know anything about it, but Pairing Off sounds like it's uh, someone's kissing Uh, someone. And it originally aired September 30th, 1994. And. There we go, guys. I'm super uncomfy. I hope uh, I hope we get I hope we get comfy
1: later. Me
2: too. Me I'm thinking too. the next episode that pairing off is the one with the second one with Marguerite Moreau, and it's mm. not going to be comfy.
1: <laughs> oh no!
2: Yeah, if memory serves, there's some some conversations <laughs> to have with that one. Yeah, we're we're settling. <laughs> I back just down got the chills. Yeah, I really I did. I got the chills. I'm like, oh earth. no. <laughs> we're settling back down. To
0: earth. But, yeah. Oh, is it time to bring that therapist on yet?
2: <laughs> Are we gonna do that? Oh yeah,
1: that's kind of a cool we need to idea. do it. <laughs> I tell you, I'm uncomfortable even with the classroom facing the opposite direction. I know. Just, I'm like, no, no, this isn't right. This isn't right. And I, I worked <laughs> in that classroom. Like, is this, <laughs> this the way right. the classroom was all season? Like, uh, but I'm just like, no, no, that's not okay. right. We're not. Supposed I hate to be facing do this. That direction. I hate to do this
2: because I know that producer husband Jensen Carp um, does the bulk of the reading and then and then sends it out to us. But I'd be really curious if everybody else felt as uncomfortable by watching this as I either. know
0: please send us your emails yeah because I'm curious
2: if they're like no it didn't no. bother me at all or yeah, if they're like they no the I found this uncomfortable
1: they've watched it a million times it's like you know but maybe but they're going in order. With if us? people are going in order like us yeah I am curious yeah, but, but I guys, think that there
0: is Tara there just are wrote, people who... I liked it Tara liked it okay, okay. Okay. I think there are
1: people who really gravitate towards first season Boy Meets World. And then there are people who really like later season Boy Meets World. You know, and I think that we're yeah. just we're just kind of in, the, in between right now. I'm hoping we get more comfortable. But I have to say, I always thought first season of Boy Meets World, in my memory, having not seen it, I always thought the first season was pretty bad. Me too. And that was my assumption. Me was too. That we didn't know what our show was and that we became a better show. And that is completely reversed right now. (laughs) I think the first season was spectacular. I love it for all the, you know, little kid coziness of it. And I am terrified about what's to come.
2: I think we got it. We got to chalk this up to it was a whole different experience for us. It was a whole different experience for our crew. We had new producers. We're going to we're going to fall into it again. Uh, We're going to find ourselves. We're going to find our rhythm. And this was just a jarring one off. I think if we move forward like that, we'll be fine.
0: Yeah, it was. Oh. There's definitely some growing pains. Um, and Ooh, then growing to, pains.
2: Ah, no, oh, that, that's a show we
0: should recap. Yes. Uh, just so you guys know, so Tara said she liked it. Husband Jensen, producer Jensen Carp, was completely jarred, like yeah. just absolutely thrown off. Had no idea what was going on. Felt the same way Good. we did. Very uncomfortable. Good. And um, uh, Jackie says it was jarring as well. Yep. So there we are. Anyway, it was uh, nice recapping with you guys. Yeah, uh, you as we'll Will, sign us off.
2: We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Fordell, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbachsch. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon, and you can follow us on Instagram at Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com.
0: This episode is brought to you by
2: Huggies Little Movers.
0: Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and
1: sizes, and so do their tushies.
2: Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little
1: Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit.
0: That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around.
2: Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks.
1: So, make the switch to Huggy's Little Movers today. We got you, baby.